evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. But I'm assuming you're in your house because we are in our house. This is another Skyped episode because it's the end of the world and everything is covered in virus and germs. But one thing that isn't covered in virus and germs is Hollywood Fletch. How are we doing, Hollywood Fletch? How are you coping with being inside Hollywood Fletch? What you've been doing? I watched The Fugitive the other day. I've never seen The Fugitive before, you know. It's a good film, isn't it? There's a, there's a sequel with uh, Tommy Lee Jones going up against uh, Wesley Snipes uh, called U.S. Marshals, which is pretty good as well. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, worth a watch. Speaking of films that um, you've never seen, I, I, I did the same thing this week, mate. John Wick, never seen it. You're embarrassing yourself now. I know, I stayed away from it because it, <laughs> I thought it would have predominant dog death, but uh, it hasn't really. It's just, it, that's just what it takes to take a, make a man snap. And he's gone. Well, did but... you think it was some kind of dog torture film? No, I just, I bought it. And then I, I told my friend I'd bought it. And she went, whoa, a dog dies in that. So it went on the shelf for about three years. You didn't um, know that a dog died in it? No, I didn't. I just thought he looked like a badass. And it was, you know, Keanu Reeves. So I watched the first one I watched on DVD uh, that we've had gathering dust in the dude lounge for about three years. And then lo and behold, the second and third episode uh, chapter rather are on Netflix. So I smashed them one day after the other. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Why didn't I watch it? Gun Fu. Yeah, yeah we, we all know this. This is a really late review that you're giving right now. We all know John Wick is really good. Yeah. Mark DeCascos is in it. Yeah. Halle Berry's in it. Yeah. Lovejoy. Fucking Lovejoy's in it. <laughs> no one knows him as Lovejoy. <laughs> Lovejoy. Ian McShane. Lovejoy. That's what I know him as. Is he's basically, it's a bit like the Highlander. Because he's a, you know, he's a cheeky, he's uh, antiques, <laughs> cheeky, <laughs> cheeky antique salesman. Do you know what I mean? Oh, but, right. Not because he's an immortal sword wielding badass. No, but I think there's a lot of similarities with um, John Wick to the Highlander with uh, not fighting on consecrated ground and stuff like that. And I really enjoyed it. It's, it, it. it's like a live action manga film. It's, uh, it's great. Everyone in the world is a spy or an assassin or a ninja. I can't believe you're reviewing John Wick. Yeah, four years too late. Stop it. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I just loved it. I just loved it. I also watched a film on Netflix called Extraordinary, uh, which was really good. An Irish independent film about a, um, a girl who used to be a psychic investigator, a paranormal investigator with her dad. Uh, now she's a driving instructor, but she has to solve people's problems. And it's really good. Like, I watched the you... film last night. Oh, what did you watch last night? I watched The, the Breadwinner. Is it sad? Yes, it's very sad. It's an Academy-nominated animated film. I know, yeah, but it looks very... I looked at the poster when you told me what you were watching, and the poster alone made me a bit sad. So, the uh, poster made you sad? Yeah, even, especially in the current climate. I can't be watching sad things. Uh, Sarah watches a lot of murder, and uh, a lot of people have been murdered since they've been locked in the house. So, you know, just saying. Have I don't they? Think... <laughs> yeah, apparently. Wait, over what? The... There's been a few murders because people are trapped in their house. I told my mate that I was going to buy a stab vest. And he said, and he was like, why? I was like, what do you mean, why? 
because you're going out into the you're going out into the uh, into the forbidden zone tomorrow, aren't you? You're back to work. Yeah, I still have to go to work for my essential job. Yeah, essential job. Well, I can't do my my job. I can't do it because it means either cooking food or you know sweaty men, and I'm not allowed to do either of them. So, uh, speaking of which, I don't know if anybody managed to catch a Rise Underground wrestling stream that was supposed to be on on Saturday night, but in true Rise tradition, was actually on on Sunday afternoon. We were supposed to do a show. We were supposed to do two shows. Me and Fletch were supposed to go, weren't we, for the weekend. Weekend of wrestling. Cancelled. Oh, my God, I was looking forward to that so much. Yeah, we were. It was supposed to be Games of Death, and we were going to go along to Rise and watch a bit of Games of Death. But no, there would have been actual death. So uh, that's coming back if you want to see Games of Death and you still got tickets for the show. It has been rescheduled for the Halloween weekend now. So it's going to be a ridiculous weekend because we've got that. I mean, Rise will be doing Spooky Slam and Games of Death in the same weekend. Other than that, I watched Barbed Wire the other night. What's the name of this show that we're doing? Fresh Frights on a Friday night. We're just having a chat, Fletch. Just having a chat. Operative word, fresh. Yeah, yeah. So far, we've, we've talked about The Fugitive, John Wick, and Barb Wyatt. Oh, uh, and I watched Amateurville 3D last night as well. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's rotten. Absolutely rotten. It is Friday night, after all. We have been waffling on, but it's nice to talk to people. <laughs> it's nice to talk to someone when we're on the phone. Oh. There we go. So, we got sent two films again this week, Fletch. We Well, they're on the list. First, we got sent Iron Mask. This is Iron probably the Mask. biggest film we've ever done. <laughs> it is. I was quite surprised when this was in the, the pile of stuff that we got from the PR man. Thank you, PR man. Iron Mask, starring Jackie Chan, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Rutger Hauer, Charles Dance. I mean, one of the last films Rutger Hauer ever made. This isn't even out yet in the cinema. It's out. Well, it was supposed to be out in the cinema on the 10th of April, but I think with what's happened, it's just going to be going on straight onto video on demand, like a lot of people are doing. But yeah, Fletch, what did you tell us a little bit about this film? This film starts after Jonathan Green's adventure through Transylvania. Jonathan Green, played by Jason Fleming, by the way, you forgot to mention him. Well, I didn't realise that this was a sequel until I was reading into it yesterday. The original film was called Forbidden Kingdom. Mm -hmm. which is not to be confused with the Forbidden Kingdom starring Jackie Chan. This was a Russian straight-to-DVD film. It was actually had a cinema release in Russia itself and was the biggest-selling film of 2014 in Russia. So it actually did really well domestically. With that, the sequel was, you know, they're able to to attract more international stars, such as everyone that you've mentioned, including Jackie Chan. So I think what they're doing now is they're just going to pull in that Chinese market immediately. So we don't even need to review it. It's probably going to do really well because it's got Jackie Chan in it. So the previous film took place in Transylvania. After his last adventure, uh, Jonathan Green finds himself on a new journey to the east where he Mm -hmm. and Chen, who's played by Xing Tong Yao, have yep. to recover her place on the throne. She's actually a secret princess. Meanwhile, yeah. Peter the Great escapes London and at the behest of Jackie Chan, travels east to deliver a mysterious dragon seal to said daughter. Yep. Mystery <laughs> abound. 
Yeah, it's a lot of swashbuckling. He's kept in the Tower of London by Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, you, you mentioned all of these names, these big international names that they've managed to pull into this film. I will just warn people now, they do have scant appearances in this film. So if you're watching it because you want to see Charles Dance from Game of Thrones, maybe not get your hopes up. Or Rutger Howard for, for that instance. It's a blink and you miss it kind of cameo appearance. Jackie Chan himself, he kind of tones down his normal clowning in this film in favour of a more mysterious wizened air. But Arnold Schwarzenegger... He is, I love him in fantasy films like this because he has such a larger-than-life persona and it just fits yeah. right into this elevated feeling you get from a fantasy film. He gives it that, that almost campy sort of yeah, yeah. He joyous feel. Can... You, know, like, you know, like The Princess Bride? Oh, exactly. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. He gives it that sort of air to the film. So he's always yeah. a welcome addition. I always love watching these type of fantasy films when he makes an appearance because... I don't know. He's made for it. I I reckon he's wasted on all these action films that he does. Well, especially now as he's got older and you can tell from his performance, he's absolutely loving it. In particular, there's a scene in it when there is a fight between Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan. And he's just stomping around the place gleefully. It's just he's great in it for the short time that he is in it. Same with Jackie Chan. My favourite scene with Arnie is where he beats up all the prisoners and chucks them back oh, yeah. in their cells. And he's like, make sure you exercise in future, like it's the end of a G.I. Joe episode. Well, that's his thing, isn't it? Every week, they ask when, when that lady turns up to see him, he says, oh, he's down there fighting. Because <laughs> every week he gets them out and anyone that beats him, he lets them go. <laughs> Excellent. And he has a fight with the Lou Twicklets. Yes, he does, yeah. They're, so they're, that's who he lets go. Yeah, for those who don't know, maybe people who aren't familiar with uh, Eastern films, the Lou Triplets, you'll probably recognise them from Pacific Rim. They kind of bring the martial arts to this film. Speaking of bringing martial arts to the film, as Fletcher said earlier on, Jackie Chan is in this film, but a lot more of a taking a lot more of a subtle approach to the role. But when he gets going, I just love the man. It's just amazing, Jackie Chan. And just to get to see him do a little bit of stunt work, even at the age he is, Whipping up them, whipping up them set of drawers and stuff. Yeah, and the thing is about this is this has gone from being like an Eastern European film, and it's adopted this Eastern flavour to it by adding mm. these martial arts and these these Chinese monsters, dragons, and things like that, along with a common Asian theme as well, with modernity versus traditionalism as well. But that also yeah. meets this adventure loosely borrowed from european literature as well so it's it's really it's done a really good job of sequelizing and going taking it somewhere else completely yeah. in terms of feeling and theme i always like to judge a kid's film on how it will look at christmas and i can right. imagine this film like on uh, on a boxing day or easter sunday or something like that it's really got that nice sort of vibe to it I will say it does have an absolute mess of characters, which at times can be overwhelming and muddled. Well, I like a kid's film, Fletch. I like a good bit of honesty every now and again. A little, little bit of innocence. A good bit film. of honesty. In, in a kid's film. I do. I enjoy a kid's film. So, yeah, I, I like this. It was good. So, as we said, it's out on April the 10th, assuming it will probably be just on video on demand now, as opposed to in the cinema. This would look great in the cinema. 
if you want something to keep the kids busy for like an hour, two and a half hours, whack this on. And it'll only I was interested to watch the first one as well because the creature design in it is really cool. Yeah, the bit at the start of the film when they go to Transylvania and there's all these like horrible, horrible goblins all over the place and everyone turns into like half cow people. Should we go back to schlock territory now? Yeah, let's go back to our comfort zone, Fletch, because what else did we get sent to review? Jurassic Thunder. Oh, my Lord. Yes. From one flip side of the coin to the other, from high grand epic adventures to next to no budget whatsoever sci-fi schlock. Speaking of The Princess Bride, so this film begins in a comic book shop in which some patrons are being told the story of the film by the comic book shopkeeper in which the United States collude with Russia to halt a zombie invasion in Africa by sending in gun T-Rexes. Weaponised dinosaurs. Weaponised gun T-Rexes. So yeah, that's it. Your classic weaponised dinosaurs versus zombies situation, Fletch. There's a lot going on in there. When I first heard the pitch for it, I thought, Jesus, this is going to be, this could go really wrong. Yeah, it's, it could... it's absolutely possible because there's just so many plates spinning in this one. But, yeah. but it does, it, it, it manages those plates, I think. And it even manages to fit in a fucking ridiculous Donald Trump impersonator in it as well. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'll say that. It's ridiculous. I mean, don't come into this expecting Jurassic Park because it is not Jurassic Park. I don't think anyone came into this expecting Jurassic Park. (laughs) In fact, I think the dinosaur might actually be a Jurassic Park puppet that they've painted. Like a a Oh, my God. It's a puppet. I absolutely love that, by the way. There's nothing I love more than practical monster effects. If you put enough effort into this, you can do this at home, which is clearly what these people have done. Ultra low budget. Some of it reminded. I don't know um, if it, this is gonna. If, if anybody else would have seen this outside of the UK, but in the eighties and nineties, there used to be a game show on TV called Nightmare, with kids walking around in green screen acting to stuff that they can't see. I mean, I really enjoyed it. We got sent this one from High Octane Pictures. This is out now. It's on video on demand. A little bit of a case of the Velocipastas with this one. It's bad, but it's enjoyably bad. I think. Uh, I think what you're referring to is. Deliberate ineptitude. No, exactly what it is. I thought it was really funny. Did you enjoy it, Fletch? This is the type of film that I either really like or really dislike. It really yeah, is yeah. on a knife edge with me. You really have to be good to do this type of comedy, right? Yeah. You know, it's one thing making a film that's bad, and it's another thing making a film that is funny. They can be completely different. And often, especially the most self aware bad films, if you get what I mean. They can just go so wrong. Sometimes they're just so not funny. But this manages it quite well. It's even like a send-up of those bad films, those self-aware bad films. It's like a third layer of parody on top of an already existing one. It's so strange. But when it pays off, it's really great. I love it. Written and directed by a man called Milko Davis. He also directed a film called Jurassic Dead and Curse of the Black Lagoon. So I think his other films are going to be more of the same stuff, and I think I'm going to have to look them up. I think these other films are actually available on Amazon Prime at the minute. So, yes, I might have to have a look at that. Great bit of low-budget schlock, good fun, which is what you need in this day and age. This is why I watch things like Jurassic Thunder 
and Fletch watches The Breadwinner. To put it plainly, you have like popcorn films, don't you? I would refer to this as a beer film. You get a slab in, crack some open, and you put this on, and you all just have a fucking laugh. Yeah, yeah, it's a proper dude time film. It's a Saturday afternoon dude time one, this one. Whenever we'll be allowed to do that again. <sighs> it's out now on video on demand. Jurassic Thunder. I thoroughly recommend. I thoroughly recommend both of these films, but you can't watch the other one until oh, till April. So put it in your diary. What else have you been up to then, Malachi? Last night I was looking into 3D films. I think there's three prime 3D 80s films, and that's Amityville 3, Friday the 13th 3D, and Jaws 3D. And they're all rotten. Okay, been listening to anything? Magic Mark, for example, he's got a new podcast out called Don't Say the C Word, and we were on that last week. Uh, Carl's been on it. Loads of people have been on it. He's phoned me yesterday to ask me to go on it again because he's run out of people, but I've, I probably will, but I'll be talking shit about something else. There you go. Watch a Jackie Chan film. Watch out for zombies. Look out for dinosaurs. Yeah, weaponized dinosaurs. Trying times, ladies and gentlemen. And um, we'll, we'll see you on Tuesday with the regular Tuesday Tat Affair. Goodbye. <laughs>